it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to Pacific Point of View. I'm Tyler Budge. I'm Hayden Weber. And I'm Colton Madova. And together we are the Pacific Point of View. And we're coming right back at you guys with another off-season episode. But, man, the off-season is supposed to be uneventful. But today was, and this week, was, was a pretty eventful week, I'd say. No, today was pretty eventful. Especially today. Um, and so, well, we'll touch on that. Um, and honestly, it's, it's such a prevalent thing. And I feel like there's so many... Uh, Thoughts lingering on the Jaden Daniels thing. That let's just talk about that right off the bat. Wait, here. what happens to Jaden Daniels? Yeah, see, that's <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh, Jaden Daniels, right? He announced he is. He didn't announce. I guess he entered the transfer portal today. No! Um, initial thoughts and reactions to that. Just kind of is the low point. It feels like of what this investigation into ASU football has become. It's really tough to swallow, and as bad as Jaden was this year, I mean, it still hurts, you know? It does still, yeah. He just, he's in the portal. I was so hyped when he came here. Um, it was down to, I remember, ASU, Utah, and Cal. More on Cal later. Oh, yep. As it relates to Jaden Daniels. Never been so hyped for a quarterback coming in. He came in after Manny Wilkins, who was very disappointing. Jaden's freshman year was great, obviously, and then just yep. had a tough couple of years these last two years. So it sucks to see him in the portal, but I know there's more to it than him entering the portal. There was a video that went around on social media oh, today yeah. with oh. some of the players having some choice words for Jaden Daniels. It was Trevez Moore's Instagram account. He recorded uh, – he's a defensive lineman at ASU. Yep. Can't say verbatim what was said in that video, but – Long story short, one of someone off screen said, um, "Get his stuff out of here. Uh, he sucks, anyways, or yep. something like that." So it's it's pretty jarring. It's a pretty jarring video. Uh, pretty frustrating to see that. Um, also pretty sad. I remember when we had freshman orientation, we were all yelling QB one, QB one when we saw him. Uh, it was cool knowing that he was a freshman when we were a freshman. I also think timing is everything. I mean, Daniels comes out and does this. We can't really blame him. Uh, was it a week ago, two weeks ago that Antonio Pierce left the program? Yeah. And so 
it's just a little tough that he does it on February 17th when Caleb Williams, Spencer Rattler, Jackson Dart, Dylan Gabriel, Jaden Delora, all these guys have already committed to other schools in the transfer portal. Not saying that they couldn't come to ASU, but timing is everything, and I think it really hurts ASU right now. And I don't know who would want to come to ASU considering that we have sanctions and there's all this dysfunction in the locker room. Looming sanctions. Yes. Looming sanctions, yes. Um, and honestly, when, when something like this happens, I feel like the first reaction is, who is it to blame in this situation? And after I thought about it for a minute, and, and especially the nature of it all went down, and Hayden, you had already talked about this uh, before, about how Spencer Rattler was looking at Arizona State, and Arizona State was showing interest in them, but then they had a meeting with Herm Edwards and Jaden Daniels, and at the end of the meeting, they decided to not pursue Spencer Rattler, which what you would infer means Jaden Daniels said something along the lines of, like, I'm not going anywhere. Let's run it back. And so it, I feel like the blame almost has to shift to Herm because yes. Herm, I think, may have painted a picture that it wasn't as bad as it actually was. He might have said, don't worry. You're not losing Pierce. Like, he'll be around. Something along the lines of that, and when things start, the water started to get hot, Daniels just dipped. I mean, Herm obviously doesn't know the culture in the locker room right now. There's guys that sound like they hate Jaden Daniels. How does Herm not fix this? There's no camaraderie. It's a mess right now. Yeah. Well, according to Devil's Digest, who's pretty reputable. They're pretty good. Very good source. He did say that that video doesn't exactly or 100% reflect how the players feel about Jaden Daniels. Yeah. There were a handful of guys who came here because of Jaden Daniels. Let's not forget that. LV Bunkley Shelton, Johnny Wilson, who's already off to Florida State. I think there's going to be some a little bit of a chain reaction. Maybe not as many guys as, as one may think, but I do think some players are going to enter the transfer portal on the heels of Jaden Daniels leaving because he was a big recruiting chip coming to ASU. Yep. He he was pulling guys left and right. So yeah, it's uh it's crazy disappointing and yeah, this program is in is in real bad shape right now. So where do we think he goes? Uh we'll touch on that in the Pac twelve section Whoa. of things. You know, you know Jim, we're just talking about the general reaction. You're jumping the gun here. You know, to Jaden Daniels, but excellent point, Colt. That's naturally where one's mind would go. Where does he go? Stay tuned. Find out. Stay tuned. <laughs> um, but we're going to have some some little shenanigans here. So, Colt, congratulations for winning last uh, week. Congrats. Um, the decade player, decade quiz uh, thing of champions, whatever I end up calling it. Do we um, get a trophy? There's like 10 trophies up there. Yeah, Can you get one? the Blaze Radio Most Opportunity Trophy. Let's go. <laughs> Which is actually the coolest one. I mean, I kind of want the basketball one. Uh, it looks like Blaze Radio is four and zero against the state press all yeah, time. They got to bring that back. We would we would still still I think dominate we that would matchup. Run it, bro. Um, but here we go. This the one we're doing this week uh, is name that player. Okay. And so how we're gonna do this is I'm gonna start um, more broad uh, and then get more specific. And if you guys still haven't gotten it by then, I I don't know. Uh, well I guess I'll just give you like initials and just keep pushing you guys there. But how this is gonna work is you don't you don't have you have an unlimited number of guesses. However, if you guess first, you can guess whenever you want. You can guess mid hint. If you guess mid first, hint. Whoa. then the other person gets the next guess, and so you kind of stagger from there. So let's we're we're gonna start off with this one. <clears throat> so it's like Family Feud. All right. So this bit. guy now here's a guy. It's exactly well not exactly. Like no, in the not, beginning where they're like. Broop. Yeah, sure. Okay. Do you guys want to ring in or do you want to say something? Like you could ring in by going beep, like make a ring sound. Ring. 
I'll leave that up to Cole. <laughs> okay, okay. We got to say bro. All right, so this guy only started one full season for his team. However, when he started that season, he threw for 30 touchdowns. Oh, by the way, these guys are all Pac-12 players. Okay. To narrow the scope a little, to make it a little easier, and none of them are before, like, 2010 even. Damn. These are all, like, guys within, like, the last decade. Um, so keeping the decade theme alive. Uh, so this guy played one full season as okay. a starter for his team. That's it? He threw for 30 touchdowns and nearly 4,000 yards. Yes. Gardner Minshew? It is not Gardner oh. Minshew. It is incorrect. Okay, I need to hear the rest now. Threw for 30 touchdowns Shoot. and nearly 4,000 yards in that year. He's known for an iconic last-second play to defeat the USC Trojans. Oh I know who this is. I know, I know the play. He's an ASU guy. He did play for Arizona State, yes. Okay. Is his last Beat name? Mike Bercovici. Kelly. Well, Cole gets the next guess. Oh. But... What'd you say? Was his last name Kelly? Oh, are you thinking of Taylor Kelly? Yeah. Well, Hayden already said it. So it was he, Mike. It was Mike Bercovici. It was Mike Bercovici, who was in oh. because I think Taylor Kelly graduated, right? No, he or broke he his injured. foot. He got injured to start that season. But yes, it was Mike Bercovici. How the rules work, just a reminder. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's hey, like Hayden, what's going on? If here? you guess first, if you guess first, your incentive to not guess first is Colt then gets the next guess, no matter what. Oh, but, I thought he said Taylor Kelly. Yeah, That's he, all. he did say Taylor after that, but. Okay. Um, he wasn't gonna get it right, but there we go. That's that's the ASU one. Um, okay. There may do, I, be... do I get the point? Though? No, you're yeah, a cheater, man. Yeah, you get man. the point. You get the point. I'm giving you the point. Uh, it's valid because Colt was already going in the Taylor Kelly range. Hey, so. look what shirt I'm wearing. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Exactly. ASU yeah. shirt. I'm wearing and an ASU shirt. That that is. We're, we're the Houston true. Astros of the Pac-12. And what is Bud? The NCAA? No sanctions over here right now. <laughs> Can we get uh, a self-imposed ban <laughs> for the next round? <laughs> exactly. These analogies, man, getting too deep. All right. Um, next one, we have a three-year defensive starter in the Pac-12. Kayvon Thibodeau. That is, no. Okay, all right, so I get a freebie here. Yes, yes you, you do. get the next guess. He recorded over 150 tackles for two straight seasons, including 103 solo tackles his senior year. He played from 2016 to 2019. He played in the great state of California. Beep. Evan Weaver. That is correct. Evan Weaver and Cow. Hayden jumps out to a dramatic two to nothing lead. And those are the first two. Man, this is gonna be tough. Yeah. I already I already feel it. Cole, you put yourself in a little bit of a hole. I will spoil and say there is a Hawaii player later on. So a chance maybe oh, God. Just, if you lose that one. <laughs> if I get that one wrong, uh, it's gonna be embarrassing. It's all over, boys. But yeah, back to the big picture, guys. Harbaugh. He modifies his contract. He was already set to be there through 2025. Now it goes till 2026, and I think he makes a little more money. Just a weird situation. I, yeah. So you're going to have to remind me exactly the train of events that happened. So he was flirting with the NFL. Whoa. True. He goes to the Vikings. Yep. And then was basically a done deal. Literally reports going out that he was ready to accept the offer. Right. And then just backs out, stays at Michigan, and gets a, a lucrative extension. Well, it sounds like the Vikings didn't think it was a done deal. Like, Harbaugh went in thinking that the Vikings completely wanted him, and the Vikings were like, well, we still want to see what you have to say. Okay. Yeah, but it is it is a weird situation, and I we've talked about it before. There's a level of trust there that is no longer there, but, you know, in comparison to the Herm Edwards thing we're going on over here. like, <laughs> What's the buyout? I'm looking. I'm trying to look it up. 
I don't know. All I know is he's making like roughly seven million a year or something like that based on his new contract, six to seven million. Oh, oh, get this. An uh, this is according to NFL.com. Okay. An early exit from Michigan in the first year of extension would mean Harbaugh would owe the university three million dollars. From there, the amount O decreases to two point two five, then to one point five, then to seven hundred. So basically, okay. If so he it's immediately for him to dips, not leave. Yeah, if, if he immediately dips for the NFL, he has to pay Michigan. But the longer it goes on, the amount goes down. What if he just didn't pay them? Okay. Okay. <laughs> so how much money do you think he would pay? Because I don't think he he wouldn't pay the so three. It he wouldn't did pay give the him two. more security. He so uh, he could leave by twenty twenty. Five. Yeah, he wouldn't. He wouldn't leave in the first three years. Under so that's mill. the key de- detail in his contract is yes. that he will owe them money now. That's that's pretty good um, for Michigan. I think I'd consider that a W. Yeah, got to retain him. But with that contract uh, extension, manipulation, uh, restructuring, whatever it's called, this now has made Ryan Day, who just actually they didn't even win the Big Ten, I guess, but they they've been basically running the Big Ten under Ryan Day. It mm. makes him the fifth. Highest played, paid coach in the Big Ten now. Jim Harbaugh, Mel Tucker, Kirk Ferentz, and James Franklin are the four head coaches that are more paid than him. Which of those guys deserve it, if any, more than Ryan Day? Not Mel Tucker. Not Kirk. Kirk hasn't made the playoff. He's been there for. He's been there forever, though. And they've they've won a lot of games. Yeah. I think I think not even Franklin. I think uh, so. One more time. One more time. Jim Harbaugh. Mel Tucker, Kirk Ferentz, and James Franklin. Harbaugh. Harbaugh deserves it. But here's the thing about Ryan Day is that he didn't build Ohio State. And let's be honest. Ohio State could hire Herm Edwards right now, and they'd probably win 10 games. Uh, I don't know about that. (laughs) I'm serious. No, you're right. You're right. I'm serious. You are correct. Ohio State is, is one of those schools even more so than Alabama. It just doesn't matter who's there. They're going to be good. That's just the way it those, is. Those have been some of the more successful hires at Blue Blood schools is where they hire from within the system already. Because Ryan Day, Lincoln Riley were both very similar vein of like they hired a coordinator as, as the other coach went away. When Urban left, there was some dysfunction. Not that it affected the winning, but there was some because there I mean, was that whole. Urban but there, goes, but there was dysfunction. a there was that scandal. At least Ryan Day, there's been no scandal, no weird. He's been pretty normal. Yeah, no, I think Ryan Day has done a great job. Right, and let's not forget before Urban Meyer, Jim Tressel left a scandal with I can't remember who the quarterback was. He played wide receiver in the NFL. I'm forgetting his name. Braxton Miller. No, not no. Braxton Miller. Uh, Terrell Pryor. Terrell oh, Pryor. Terrell Pryor. Uh, had something to do with maybe paying Terrell Pryor, but Jim Tressel left uh, a wake in his uh, or left destruction at Ohio State in his wake. People forget Luke Fickle was the head coach at Ohio State briefly. They went six and six. Really? Wow. Yeah. Luke Fickle was at Ohio State for one year. I was just, that one of the years they were had the sanctions? They, they were sanctioned for two years. They went six and six one year and, and then undefeated. undefeated. And then undefeated the next year. We should have had an Alabama Ohio State natty, but instead Notre Dame got the Mickey Mouse nod. Oh, it's I do remember that. Absolutely it's Matt Teo, bro. Yeah. Oh, Manti Teo. And his how's his girlfriend doing? Wow. <laughs> no one knows. It's brutal. No one knows. Well, she's dead. Technically, canonically. Well, canonically. She came back to life for Oh, she did. Yeah, for a couple days. Oh, okay. Yeah. And for those who don't know, she never existed. Yeah, she never existed. I'm not joking about somebody's actual dead girlfriend. That'd be, you know, 
Come on, guys. <laughs> it's like catfish. It's a family show, guys. Come on now. All right. Um, next thing, and this one is awesome. Uh, we've already talked about these teams. Old Dominion, Marshall, and Southern Miss put out statements announcing they will not play CUSA football in 2022. And they will be making their transition to, I think, the Sun Belt is where a few, if not all three of them, are going. I believe so. So, um, so do they just get to choose when they – is so, that how that so works? So they said that, but then this is the response by Conference USA. They announced their schedule, and it included those three teams of the schedule. Very oh petty. And this is the official um, announcement by Conference USA. They turned the comments off for this one. Uh, Conference U of A – USA intends to conduct the 2022-2023 athletic year with the full 14 institution membership intact. The CUSA Board of Directors will exhaust all necessary legal actions to ensure all members meet their contractual obligations as defined and agreed to in the Conference USA bylaws. What are the name of, uh, names of the teams that are trying to leave? Old Dominion, Marshall, Southern Miss. So old, so all three of them are going to the Sun Belt. And so Conference USA, are they adding Jacksonville State, Liberty, New Mexico State, and Sam Houston State in this season? Uh, no, because those teams haven't announced. That's the thing. All these Sun Belt teams are jumping the gun. Even James Madison, which is one we'll touch on in a second here, already announced as well. They're, doing, they're going like a year earlier. And I don't know if the FCS conference is giving James Madison any grief for that either. But yeah. it— it's a petty situation. It's weird. It's really petty. And this actually happened at the FCS level this year with the WAC forming. The WAC yeah. reformed at the FCS level, as you guys both know. Best former, conference name, the a WAC. Former, uh, <laughs> a former Division One FBS conference had Boise State, Hawaii. Thank you. <laughs> a couple other teams TCU, in there. right? And Utah. Yeah. That yeah. was low-key a super conference. <laughs> New Mexico State in there, too. Yeah, um, something like Rice that. was in there at one point. Louisiana wow. Tech. I can't remember. I think it was the Southland. It was like Abilene Christian and Sam Houston State and a bunch of Arizona teams. and Arizona State were in the whack at one yeah, point. They were. Huh. Yep. Back in the seventies. Let's go. But yeah, it and I believe those teams that left were like I can't remember if they were suspended for a year or if they had, like, uh, minor sanctions. Mm -hmm. But there was some repercussion for just up and leaving their conference a year early. I, I can't remember what it was. But I remember when we were looking through a mascot mashup, I, I was reading something about that. So it's, it's starting. It could be starting a domino effect. Yeah. I it'll be something to keep an eye on for sure. I, I hope that BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF somehow find a way to get to the Big 12 this year. That would be awesome. That would be so insane. That would be an insane conference. That that would actually be really sick. Um, but Texas, Oklahoma, they're not leaving till 2026. Well, what if they left this year? It's it's almost like Oklahoma and Texas had a different track in mind. Yep. And they didn't even know it was an option to like go by this year. Cause well, they old, want to though. Yeah, Old Dominion, Marshall, and Southern Miss's plans didn't develop until what a few months ago. And they're already trying to leave, like, this summer. They're like, we're out of here. So, Well, if you're OU in Texas, you don't want to leave right now. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, you're like, like hold on. Real. Let us get a, our feet under us. Doesn't Texas true. play Bama this year already? They do. And so They do play Bama. They'll so get a test. They're going to get a little uh, taste of what they're going to feel every year, probably, because they will probably be in the same division as Bama. Because if you're going east and west, you've got – I've already looked at this before, because okay. on the west side, you've got – the west side you've got uh, or the east side i guess i should say you've got florida georgia uh, georgia who vanderbilt south, south carolina kentucky, tennessee kentucky tennessee and then both the mississippi schools that's eight would move over 
To the east? Yeah, because okay. they're all on the eastern side. Unless they split it north-south, that'd be weird. No. But yeah, I think, cause, and then the west has the Bama schools with it. So unless something political happened yeah, and they I put the like... Bama schools in the east and then put the Mississippi schools, that might happen. But you know what? It's all right. It's it's all part of the game. Or they just do the the legends and the leaders concept again where they just oh, put so the names in a hat. They're just like, I don't know. We don't know what we're doing. Call it legends and leaders. Like, <laughs> what What is the Big Ten right now? More on the Big Ten later, uh, but in the Pac-12 section, guys. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, So, yeah, there's that. And uh, James Madison, yeah, they announced – I know we were uh, hazy on the details of James Madison, but they've announced that they will play a – they plan to play a full FBS schedule in 2022. Wow. Let me see their schedule. If they want to go to a bowl game, they have to do that. Because this is another thing we've talked about in the past is new teams in their first year – at FC FBS Division One level, usually don't get bowl eligible even if they win more than six games, and that's because the NCAA doesn't recognize more than one FCS win yep. as a win that would make you bowl eligible. So, if ASU were to play three Big Sky schools at the beginning of the season, we would have to win nine games, or not nine, but eight games to even make a bowl game. Yeah, so it's, I saw that it's a funky um, rule. Um, the American today released their schedule, their conference schedule. Yep. Uh, Mountain West did it yesterday. Nothing on CU, um, what is this, the Sun Belt. And so I don't know what James Madison's conference schedule looks like right now. But they've got Middle Tennessee, yep. Norfolk State, and at Louisville. How do you guys think they go? They in also those three have, games? I don't think the date is set yet, but Weber State is also going to be on their schedule. Do That's you, a good game. Do you think James Madison gets a road win at Louisville? No, not yet. They, two they and might. One. They, they might. Could. I think they could. I think Weber State, North, obviously they're going to crush those teams. They've been doing it. Mid-Tennessee State, that should be a win, in my opinion. Louisville, that's going to be a, a, a tougher one. Who's Louisville's QB? Malik Cunningham just left, right? So it's going to be so. Some, so what about Jaden Daniels? <laughs> Maybe, man. Oh, man, Jaden. He's going to stay in the West Coast. That's my opinion. Yeah. I mean, do we, do we want to talk about other speculation with Jaden Daniels? I mean... Uh, we'll get there. We'll get okay. there. We'll get there. Don't, don't, don't worry. Didn't want to jump the gun. Plenty of time. Plenty of time for the Jaden speculation. Um, but let's let's have a fun <laughs> game here, guys. So with so many quarterbacks leaping around the transfer portal, like Jaden Daniels, okay. I thought it'd be interesting to, to kind of take an early look at what some of these quarterback rooms are going to look like and play the game. Who should start? So who should start for these teams? We'll start with Clemson. Going to be an interesting team next year. You've got DJ who was a Heisman favorite contender last year. Colt had him literally hoisting the Heisman Trophy yep. and the Natty. And either him or a guy named Cade, is it Klubnik? Klubnik. Or, it's Klubnik, okay. Cade Klubnik, who was, I believe, the only quarterback behind um, the guy that everyone wanted, which was, who Who was it again? This year? Quinn yeah, Ewers? Yeah. Quinn e- was yeah, it? it was Quinn Ewers. Okay, so it was Quinn Ewers, but then Quinn declared a year earlier, which mm-hmm. is the reason. So he technically right. was number one then, wasn't he? So yeah. Klubnik's a freshman. Klubnik is a true freshman, five-star, number Got one it. quarterback. So who you start, DJ or Cade? I'll let Colt start. I'll take Klubnik. Okay. Wow. Yeah, you know, I'm going against the Polynesian because, I don't know, you let me down last year. I had such high hopes for you, DJ. You were all over my Dr. Pepper commercials. It was ridiculous. You suck. Wow. Okay, so put in wow harsh put, words. Put in the true <laughs> freshman, or you know maybe you'll get Jaden Daniels in about twenty four hours. 
Okay. Before I say my answer, am I seeing ASU is up 51 to 35 You on are Oregon? seeing that. That on is Oregon. true. On Oregon. Oregon just never plays well here in any sport. Oregon That's and true. Washington. That's true. Not Washington State, but Washington. Those two schools, for whatever reasons, struggle here. Go but Devils. It, but anyways, um, I'm actually starting DJ at first. Wow. However, he's got a real short leash. Very short. First three games, Georgia Tech, Furman, Louisiana Tech. Mm. Pretty soft lead into the schedule. If DJ struggles in those three games, I'm putting Cade in. Okay. Yeah, that's completely fair. Um, I myself would probably go with Cade simply because you saw what Colt's putting up the game for us there. We're, we're crushing him. That's but I beautiful. feel like if DJ didn't think he was going to start, he would have transferred. That's in probably my true. And I think that speaks volumes to just uh, the type of coach that um, Dabo Sweeney is. He's not going to say anything, as a matter of fact. I mean, you think Ke- he's not afraid to do it. Kelly Bryant got exactly. benched for, for Trevor Lawrence. So I think he's really good at not not telling his hand, telling his hand, not showing his hand. Showing tipping, his hand. That, tipping his hand. Tipping, see, I combined two. Not tipping his hand too early to make a player jump like that because you never know when you're going to need them. You could need DJ, like if Klubnik goes down – Later in the season. I'm so. starting to forget already. Was DJ still the quarterback when Clemson kind of went on that late run towards the end of the season? They ripped off what? Yeah, he was still quarterback. He was still their QB? Yeah, yeah. so they did get some momentum at okay. the end. He wasn't playing great, though. It was their defense, honestly. That and was, now was, Venables is gone. And now Venables is gone. We'll see what Dabo can do. That's going to be one of the big things to watch next year. So Texas A&M completely had their quarterback room Flipped around in this uh, offseason. Zach Calzada out. He's at Auburn. We'll talk about the Auburn quarterback battle in a second. But now at Texas A&M, you've got Haynes King, who's the guy that they've built in their own place. Awesome name, too. Haynes King. Come on. He's going to get some NIL. I, yeah, he is. I, I believe he's a sophomore. Or you have the transfer from LSU, Max Johnson, who was a very highly touted recruit. He actually had a great season at LSU, but then he got injured. And what's the other guy's name? Is it? Miles Brennan. Miles Brennan came in and took the starting job. So Max Johnson dipped, and so now you've got this battle: Haynes King or Max Johnson. Well, fun fact: Miles Brennan not related to Colt Brennan, but where's number fifteen? Wow, that's pretty good. Pretty interesting. That's, pretty good. that's a little sus, actually. What does he look like? Does he look like? Is he just Colt <laughs> Brennan with a mustache? Whoa! Back from the dead. <laughs> go ahead, Hayden. I'll probably go with Haynes King. He. He started a couple games last he did. year, right? He did start He's, a few games. He got hurt in the Colorado game, if I, I believe remember. he actually was starting <laughs> over Calzada. Yeah. Yeah, for a period yeah, of time. Yeah, that's not That is not Cole Brennan. But yeah, he was starting over Calzada. So that's one of the reasons Calzada left is because he didn't know he'd have the job back when Haynes got healthy. So I, I'd be very, very comfortable with Haynes King as my favorite at Texas A&M. I, I haven't seen much of... Johnson is Johnson the lefty or is that Miles Brennan? I believe Johnson is the lefty. Okay, so he's pretty good too. I mean, a good problem for Jimbo to have, and Mm. obviously a built-in security system. But there's no reason for me to believe that he brought in a guy from LSU to supplant Haynes Haynes King. I think King will will get the nod. Did um, did Texas A&M rake in a quarterback in their last class? I'm sure they did. I need to double check. Because I didn't um, even think about that. If they if they brought in another good guy, it could create some some real controversy there. That, so. that would be a deep QB room then. It would be. It would be one of the deeper ones in the SEC probably next year. Let's see. Hayden's Scary got the Texas 24-7 sports pulled yep. up. Here we go. Connor Weigman. Five-star out of uh, Cypress, Texas. So the debate gets even tighter in that case. Yeah. Yep. Wow. There you go. Five-star right. qu- 
and we he's he's one of let's see jeez louise one two three four five six seven they pulled seven five stars it's just ridiculous oh ridiculous. my goodness yeah that's ridiculous no that's that's an insane class and we, we already touched on it but i texas a&m could be could be filthy could be filthy this year but can they be that they already said yes they already did it it's true so get but hey, wrecked, high school Cole. recruiting classes aren't for sure look at asu it's true look at those uh, four-star receivers we got never did anything exactly and get this class of 19 when we were coming in ethan long joey yellen Jaden daniels three quarterbacks in one class all of them gone True. That's true. Where did Ethan Long go? He's in the portal right now. I He's in I, the portal? He, yeah. He huh. um he visited Abilene Christian recently. So oh, interesting. He's probably going smaller. Yeah. Because yeah. all he was ever was like an H back for us. He was right. never even considered a quarterback. And then Joey Yellen started one game against USC a couple years ago. He's off to pit. Well he's, good for him. <laughs> he's probably way way down on the depth. I was gonna chart. say pit behind uh Keaton Slovis. Keaton Slovis. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Auburn, we're we've seen both these guys play throughout the year. We've got Zach Calzada, the guy that was leading the way for AM for a good portion of the year after Haynes King went down. He transfers to Auburn, and now he's got TJ Finley, who was kind of almost took Bo Nix's job, but then Bo Nix got hurt, so he took the reins. Both these quarterbacks nearly beat Bama. Calzada successfully did, TJ Finley didn't, but who are you starting at Auburn? Brian Harson, after you get back from Mexico, gotta put some thought into this decision. I like I like Calzada actually. Finley was serviceable in place of Knicks, but he's kind of limited as a passer. He's very similar to he's similar to Bo Nix in terms of his skill set, but he's not as um, he's not as developed, not as fine tuned as a passer. Zach Calzada obviously beat Alabama, so. Yep. He comes in to a school that's obviously embracing that. They do not like and Alabama. And he's, you know, showed up in the big game. And Zach Calzada was the quarterback of a nine-win team last year in the SEC. So I actually like Calzada to get the job. I'll take Calzada as well, but why isn't he still the quarterback at A&M? Why would he transfer? Why isn't there faith in him to, I, to continue I, there? I think Haynes King was always the guy. And actually, even it's something you don't normally see a ton of during the game, but Jimbo was mean to Calzada, man. Like, I can remember, like, watching some of the plays and, like, he would have, like, a dumb pick or something, especially in that Arkansas game. Jimbo would just lay into him on the sideline, and you could tell he was not vibing. But I would also take Calzada. Right. TJ Finley kind of has those Sam Darnold vibes. You know the one part where he turned it over a lot? Without the good parts of Sam Darnold. So, uh, TJ Finley was pretty hard to watch last year. I'm not going to lie. Uh, there were there were games where I basically could not watch because of how atrocious he was. But that's just my opinion. Um, I just think it's crazy that AM thinks the guy is is king when Calzada beat Bama. He proved himself. That's true. That's He's true. proved himself last season. Hey, it's Cody Carter. It's the world champion baton guy going oh, at it. The ASU game. Just did a backflip. Oh, wow, he caught it. That was impressive. Holy cow. For those of you who are confused, we've got the basketball game oh, up. Calvin Murphy. So if you guys take a look to your left. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and last up, we got a six-win, another six-win SEC team. Florida, they had some quarterback controversy even last year. They tried to go between two guys, uh, Emory Jones and Anthony Richardson. Uh, just They tried to do a weird two-quarterback system, but you feel like they've got to stick with one this year. Who do you got? Mm. Who you want? Coin flip. Uh, probably Richardson. 
Anthony Richardson, he's the better passer. Yeah. Emery Jones is a lot more of just a scamper guy. But I would say whoever takes control of the team out of camp, and there's really no way of predicting that. So whoever steps up will we'll obviously get the job. That's that's you know not much uh, expert analysis there. Yeah, but it's fair. It, it's it's really just hard to tell, and and it's razor thin. In my opinion, of the ones we've mentioned, this is the closest battle. Yeah, agreed. Especially because neither one had any remote success last year. They were both yeah. pretty poor. The only game where it stood out when it looked like it could work, the two quarterback thing, was against Bama. Actually, gave Bama a run for like toward the end of that game. Colt, I got nothing on these two. You don't care? I don't care. <laughs> All right. That's Emory Jones. Hey, guys. You know what? Let's bring it back to name that player. We've We're got back. another batch of three in Colt. Man, you got to uh, have a good run here. you got to get a good Come run on, going. Man. Down 2 nothing. Can't, <sighs> can't let Hayden even the series here. All right. Here we go. Remember how the rules work. You can ring in whenever you want. Let's go. But you'll lose your, your turn. All right. Here we go. This player led the Pac-12 in passing yards in 2012. He accounted for 105 total touchdowns in his career. He was a three-year starter in the Pac-12. Andrew Luck. Incorrect. That is incorrect. That's a good guess, though. From 2012 to 2014, he was a three-year starter. He was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Is that all we have? I have one more. The Packers thing threw me off. So we got 2012 to 2014. He led the conference in passing yards during that time. Mm-hmm. What else am I missing? Led in 2012, 105 total touchdowns, three-year starter in the Pac-12 from 2012 to 2014. He was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Can you say what round of the draft? Uh, it was later rounds, Okay. four through seven. Okay. Figured. I'm going to go with... I've got one last clue, okay. but I'm going to let Hayden I, I take gotta, a guess first. I'm going to say Connor Halliday. Connor Halliday is incorrect, but that's a good guess. Darn it. He played for UCLA. Beep. You got I mean, it's Colt. Colt I, I, know it. I know who it is, but Colt's got, got to abide by the rules. <laughs> you got to like, do something, Colt. Nah, you got to do my something. ASU brethren. Just watching him squirm over there. He was it's when they had the Adidas unis. I can see his jersey. Is there, you a, ti- can. Is there a time limit? I can see his yeah. face. He has uh, 11 more seconds. Um, 10, 9, uh, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4. Is there a tailor in his name? 3. No. no. He did Taylor twice. Hayden? Would it be the pride of Chandler High School, Brett Hundley? That is correct. That's and right. Hayden takes a 3-0 lead. Colt has had two players but just can't say the name. He just loses the name. I can literally see him. He's very identifiable. I remember the uniform, the Adidas, yeah. And he was low-key. Colts down 3-0. He was low-key really underwhelming, though. Wasn't he favored, like, as the Heisman in his last year? He he did struggle his very last year. And Jim Morrow was the coach? Well, actually, 2012 was when he led the Pac-12 in passing yards. He was there until 2014. Yeah, I Yep, Cole, that's embarrassing. And, and Perkins was the running back, Paul oh. Perkins. This is hard, though. This is hard. This is really to be hard. Fair. Um, yeah, Perkins was the running back. They had a great team. They had a great those team. Those were some year. good They UCLA also had teams. all those linebackers Miles Jack, Eric Kendricks. Eric Kendricks. They like Cassius Marsh. The fact that that team never won a Pac 12 title was a little sad. It's because of all those teams from the North that kept beating them. Yep, Stanford. So. And there were some good USC teams in there. All right, here we go. We got another one. Colt, you're down 3 0. We've still got. There's still five left, so you could stage a comeback here. 
Okay. This player this. was the number one halfback in the state of California out of high school. This this guy is probably the earliest guy we'll talk about. Okay. It's before 2010. Whoa. Whoa. Okay, he well. ended his career with the second most rushing yards in school history. Okay. He played on the same team as his older brother. Beep. Go ahead. H Hayden Beeps. Jaquiz Rogers? That is correct. Let's Jaquiz go. Jaquiz Rogers from Oregon State. Cole. You know, honestly, wasn't really watching the Pac-12 back in 09, no, to that, be completely that honest. That is fair. That is fair. Uh, that one was definitely that one of the was, tougher ones. There was no way I was going to get that. My, I was going to say Marshawn. You didn't know the Rogers brothers? I knew Jaquiz Rogers, but there was no way I was going to guess mm. Jaquiz Rogers. That's fair. And you had like, Marshawn. Marshawn's a good guess for that. I that would have been a solid Marshawn. guess. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. Okay, here we go. We got another running back. This is the last one for this batch, and then we'll get to the Pac-12 newsletter. This running back played in the Pac-12 from 2014 to 2017. All right? A little more recent. He set the record at Colorado for all-purpose yards from scrimmage. Beep. Hayden? I think. Philip Lindsay? That is correct. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Colt, Clean Colt what were you thinking there? Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay, yep. Uh, he was first ever undrafted running back to run over 1,000 yards. Denver Bronco. And the last one I was going to say is his initials are PL. <laughs> That's just to give it to you. Well, that was good. Uh, but, yeah, great job, Hayden. Colt, Each clapped. of the last three is worth two points, so you can make a comeback. All right, let's do it. I, I just made that last part up. I'm just trying it's to, you know. It's going to make it interesting, right. man. Just for the sake of competitiveness. This is brutal. Let's get to the Pac-12 newsletter. I had a feeling Hayden would be good at this one. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you you won it last time. That was impressive. That when you won the... Uh, that was good. Oh, congrats. Because that was more of a general knowledge thing. It was. Yeah. Yeah. It was. But this one's honing in the Pac-12. Um, I was thinking about going back and forth between Pac-12 and Mountain West. Mm -hmm. but See, I feel like this will be tough. If we did actually national stuff, too, though... Yeah, I, I think this is a good one. I like the uh, the old guess the guy. But anyways, let's get into the Pac-12 newsletter, and we'll start with Jaden Daniels. Uh, first thing, where does Jaden Daniels go? Well, I just want to lead off. Uh, Hawaii doesn't know exactly who their starting quarterback is going to be, so here's my pitch. We got some really nice islands over there, really nice beaches. The weather is always perfect. Aren't you guys sinking every year, though? We are sinking, but we're not going to sink too much over the next, <laughs> what is it, two years that you'll have left of eligibility and so come down, enjoy enjoy a great time. Okay, Todd Graham's not there. We got this new guy, Timmy Chang. I may or may not be related to this guy. No and one knows. No one knows. But come on, Jaden, make it happen. Join the brotherhood. Hey, there we go. All right. That's pretty good, Colt. Good good pitch. Cal, I think, is the overwhelming. Oh. Has to be the overwhelming favorite for me. Someone on Twitter, at Matt Ledreck. Ladretch, you guys can look up the tweet if you don't believe me. Okay. Literally said he saw Jaden Daniels at a Korean barbecue place in Berkeley. Oh boy! Oh, he so, likes Korean barbecue. There's a lot of good, oh, really good Korean barbecue boy. places in Too Hawaii. Cold. He does like Korean. Maybe he was just catching a flight in Berkeley to Hawaii. Yes. Okay. So tasty Korean barbecue. <laughs> so go all the way up north. So this is the yes. other thing. This is the other thing. <laughs> Firstly, what does the Jaden Daniels transfer mean for Arizona State? And what does it for in the trajectory of their season? And what does it mean for the rest of the conference, depending on where he goes? Okay, if I'm being honest, this needed to happen for both sides. It just wasn't going to work. The Zach Hill situation, he didn't get along with our former offensive coordinator. They didn't. He didn't do well in this system. He didn't have the tools around him because we saw what he did with an NFL caliber wide receiver. 
Brandon Ayuk. Yep. He was electric. Really, really great as a freshman, and he showed that clutch ability like when oh, yeah. we went into Michigan State and got a win against a top 20 team. Washington State, Oregon. Exactly. So there's no doubt in my mind that Jaden Daniels can be an above average to elite quarterback mm-hmm. when he's put in the right situation. And right now, this is ASU is not the good is not the best situation for him. On the flip side, ASU, I, I think Paul Tyson is is going to be a good fit in this scheme. A little bit more of a pro style scheme. Paul Tyson, the Alabama transfer. Yep. He's not as, you know, he likes to sit in the pocket, go through his reads. He's a little bit more polished as a downfield passer. So I think for ASU, having more of a schematic fit will actually be good for them. So let Daniels go to Cal where he can be the guy. He won't have to play ASU next year. And wherever else Jaden Daniels goes, if he's in a position where he's got some good receivers, he's going to light it up, and I hope he does. Because I'm, I am go to the NFL. Yeah, I, I hope he good. makes it to the NFL. I really do. Just a very unfortunate set of circumstances, but in in the broader scheme of the Pac-12, I don't think it's going to mean a lot unless he transfers within the Pac-12. Within then the Pac. that'll shake things up. But if not, it'll just be one of those kind of like, eh, you know, for I other think, schools. I think. He could be a very, very underrated and sneaky pickup in the transfer portal. Like if, if you, like you said, if he goes to Cal, that could be scary because Wilcox is already running a pretty good team into next season. With although I feel like we've said that each of the last three yeah. seasons, and they've kind of choked, but they could make some genuine noise, especially if you get a guy like Jaden Daniels in there. Oregon State was one that I was talking about with uh, my family just for the sake of talking about it. Like We were thinking, like, put him behind a good O-line, a really good O-line. Things could get scary for other teams. But I definitely think he's probably going to stick to that California pipeline. Yeah, sounds like. staying close to home. He's always struck me as the kind of guy whose roots are on the West Coast. That's why he his top three were Utah, ASU, and Cal. Yeah. When he was getting offers from, I believe he got offers from Georgia – Florida State, Florida out of high school, you know. So he could have gone wherever he wanted to, but he went to ASU because he wanted to be close to his mom and, and his roots. Yeah. I think if Daniels is trying to go big time and trying to go to the NFL, I don't know necessarily if the Pac-12 is where he wants to be, though. Mm. I think maybe he would be better off in the SEC. Or but. Hawaii. Or Hawaii, but then <laughs> where, where would he go? Where could he start in the SEC, do you think? Florida? No. I I don't think he would do well in the SEC. It might be good on paper. He might look at that and say, yeah, you know, all these guys who are in the SEC go to the NFL. That would be a terrible fit for him because he struggled with the defenses in the Pac-12 this year. They're so much bigger and faster in the SEC. I think the Big 12 is more of an appropriate. The SEC East, though, is a little different. Yeah, that's that's true. I think the the Big 12 is a better fit for him. What if he goes to Oklahoma State? That'd be wow. comical. That it's would not be, gonna happen. That'd be awesome. I oh can see like honestly, like a West Virginia would make sense, or like a Texas Tech. Texas Tech is up. They're up right now. Yeah, but I don't think he would do it purely from a, a geography standpoint. So, yeah. but Budge and I were watching clips of Paul Tyson in his spring game at Alabama earlier today, and watching that, I mean, it's only a three-minute clip, but he's a completely different quarterback than Jaden Daniels was. Yep. Yep. And it's going to be a complete makeover. 
The guy can't move outside of the pocket, has a hard time scrambling. I mean, it was Alabama's defense, though, it's to be fair. fair. Like, but he just looks completely different, and I don't know if that's going to just be a sign of the times in terms of, okay, we don't have our starting quarterback anymore because he transferred. Now we might be under sanctions. This could just be an L year. Uh, and that's completely fair, and I think that's been the general theme. But it also but could who be— knows? <laughs> it could be well. It could be one of those years where, you know, maybe the you could say the bad eggs or the guys who weren't buying in are gone, and now it's just the guys who are here for the program. With all these coaches who have left, whoever's here wants to be here. That's that's for sure. So maybe they rally and and the morale is is high and it's an us against the world thing. That's what I'm hoping for. They owe it to the fans. They owe it to everyone who's yeah who's you know suffered through this investigation and and had faith in herm edwards and it just hasn't panned out and for that reason i think this team owes it to everyone in tempe to just ball out next year and if they play hard and they give their effort and they go six and six i'll be behind that because if you go less than six and six there's still too much talent on this roster to not go to a bowl game, in my opinion. Yeah. You got Jermaine Lole coming back. You got a bunch of linebackers, Merlin Robertson coming back, Jordan Clark. I mean, the defense should still be pretty good next year. But yeah, I'm I'm not all hope is lost, but it's not looking good. To your point, okay, Corey Bethley was Hawaii's best defensive player for the past, I believe, two or three years at Hawaii. He just entered the transfer portal, left Hawaii during the Todd Graham shenanigans, not yep. shenanigans, but the Todd Graham <laughs> debacle. And so he just left dysfunction. He just chose ASU as his next school. So he's, he's obviously pretty <laughs> confident that ASU is a he step up from the dysfunction. He obviously has a bad radar for dysfunction, though. Maybe. <laughs> or he just doesn't care. But hopefully Fair he's enough. committing to, to ASU because he sees that there's something better and it's not just a complete shamble like UH was. Yeah. And this is a great campus. I mean, let's be real. Tempe, that I mean, we're great. downtown, but Tempe is beautiful. The Phoenix metropolitan area is great. It's, it's very right entertaining. Now. Yeah, it's popping. I mean, right I now. just believe that this is the, – the pitch here is still, I'm sorry, but better than like a Washington State, you know. What are you going to do on the Palouse Yeah, why do, you, why do you have to roast Pullman like that? Poor, <laughs> poor guys. Mike Leach made it worthwhile down there. I wasn't about to say Corvallis because I've never been. So it's the best college town in the Pac-12, as voted. They they say it all the time. It's literally like got, I don't know. They won some award, but uh, bad news, guys. Bad news for the alliance. Um, in efforts to make the alliance more alliancey between the Big Ten, Pac-12, uh, and ACC, um, the Big Ten was thinking about decreasing its conference games from nine to eight to match. Um, the SEC does, and who else does that? The ACC, I think, okay. to schedule more games against Pac-12 and, and ACC opponents. And then they decided, nah, and they didn't do that. So a lot of people are saying that this could be a sign the alliance is very, very weak. There's no alliance right now. The new thing is conference realignment. This is what Oklahoma and Texas started. The alliance is just not going to happen. The Pac-12 and the Big 12... These guys need to figure out the schools that are coming in right now from the Big 12 perspective, and even the SEC. I don't think this alliance is going to be anything tangible, especially when you have probably an expanded playoff within the next five years. Exactly. Yeah, it just feels like the whole alliance announcement was just reactionary. Yeah. When yes. everyone yeah. was, was 
building up this arms felt, race. Oh, nobody took it seriously at all. I, feel I like know. It's, it, it, I think it just meant like, hey, we're not going to do anything, but we're doing something, okay? Yeah. We recognize right. that we're not going to expand, so we got each other's back. Yeah. No, but, that's, that's completely yeah. fair, yeah. Uh, but back to who should start. The game show. Within a game show. Okay. Uh, we'll start with the Oregon Ducks. Uh, we're going to do the four Pac-12 schools now, now that we did the national ones. Uh, Oregon Ducks have Bo Nix, and they have a quarterback that they've had in their back pocket for a few years now. He's a four-star quarterback. He's one of the best quarterback prospects the Ducks have landed in a while. Ty Thompson. From Arizona. From yeah. Arizona. I actually think they're going to go with Bo Nix. He's experienced. He's tough. And I think he's, he's just an do overall well. great guy. Yeah, I, Bo think Nix. I think he's going to do well in this conference. I agree. If they give him a chance, I think the Pac-12 is very well suited for just who he is as a player, and especially that scheme. Not to mention Kenny Dillingham, their new offensive coordinator. I believe coached Bo Nix. If, oh. I'm, if I'm wrong, it's going to be so maybe a little bit of favoritism going on. But I put my money on Bo Nix at least starting game one. I'm sure they'll mix in ty thompson somehow and heck he could be the guy at the end of the year maybe he should be the guy at the end of the year mm -hmm. but i i think nicks will get the first look bo nicks season yeah i don't think bo nicks would have transferred to oregon if he didn't think he was going to be the starter and so i've got nicks as well okay fair enough next we've got arizona state touched on it a little bit really the only competition to paul tyson is trenton uh borgay borgay oh so, gosh thoughts on trenton but no no chance i think paul tyson it's gotta because be, it's gotta be tyson I've, we've seen borgay in small little bursts i remember when daniels got kind of hurt in that first game yeah uh, against southern utah this mm -hmm. year nothing exciting with borgay yeah i had math class with borgay fun fact oh really yeah that and ethan long i had half the quarterback room my my wait, wait you know class. ethan borgay i mean trent borgay i don't know him he's in my math class i talked to ethan long more he he would often ask for answers. I don't know if that's scandalous to say, Scandal. but yeah, Whoa. math one forty two. We should get Borgay on the show. Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, next up, we got Stanford. Uh, Tanner McKee, a guy we saw obviously shine last year from time to time, or Ashton Daniels. He's a three star quarterback they got from Georgia to come to Stanford. So could he give McKee a run this year? No, it's it's got to be McKee. No question. Yeah, I, I would say McKee was pretty pretty dang good. Colt, Colt's thinking about it. I don't think they were that good with McKee. Yeah, but McKee wasn't the problem. No, he wasn't. He they, was the reason they weren't 1-11. He did low-key fall off a little bit he towards did. the end of the year. He did. But, yeah. But he, he beat Oregon. That's and true. he true. beat, I mean, because if I remember correctly, yeah, against Kansas though. State, they started Jack West in that game, pulled him out, and then they put in McKee. McKee, yep. Then they scored a touchdown. And then they ended up stomping USC the next week. That's true. And then they That's hung tough, and then beat Vanderbilt, and then hung tough with a bunch of Pac-12 teams before beating Oregon. That is correct. That is correct. So McKee could have something. And last, we got Colorado. We got Brennan Lewis. He was the guy who started last year versus Josh McCown's son, Owen McCown, a three-star quarterback they just recruited. Wow. Who are you taking? I'll take McCown. I'll take the McCown kid. Brennan Lewis. Th their um their game last year was kind of around the run game with um was it Broussard? Broussard. Yep. And the other guy. And so I didn't see their passing game as a threat. I mean there was nothing really threatening about Colorado's offense last season. So I think you change wow. it up with the McCowns. I've actually got Lewis. He improved a little bit towards the end of the season. I think it was when they played U of A. He just he and Rice started clicking. 
Yeah. And then they beat Washington. Well, I think they beat someone else, too, towards the end of the season. They beat Oregon State? They did beat Oregon they State. They did beat Oregon they State. They did win some games. Brendan Lewis improved as Rice the year went on. Rice is gone now, though, which sucks right. for them. It's going to be a little tough. It so, is going to be tough. I, I don't think quarterback is their biggest concern right now. Yeah. Uh, I would agree with that. Colorado's got some stuff to figure out. Could be could be sneaky, though. They always have those seasons layered in there, and that's that's the Pac-12 for you, baby. That's what we love to see or hate to see in, in the case of you not being a chaotic <laughs> team. Um, but let's get back to name that player, all right? Hayden has a 5 nothing lead on Colt right now, but guess what, Colt? Getting smacked. These ones are each worth two points, and let's there's go. three of them, meaning if and you— I know there's a Hawaii one in here, and I'm just so antsy for this if one, If you man. steal so all three— scared. All right, here we go. This player started two seasons in college. He's a Hawaii guy. This player had 224 receiving yards and a victory over U Arizona, which was in 2019. Cedric Bird. That is correct. That is All correct. Right. That was good. Okay, we got Colt, that out of the way. Colt snagged the Hawaii one. He finished top five in Mountain West receiving yards in 2018 and 2019. Played for Hawaii, Cedric Bird the second. Um, yes, sir. So Colt gets two points. Let's go, it's two to five. Hayden, all of a sudden, his lead not as secure as it was <laughs> oh just a God. second ago. I need more Hawaii here, stuff. Here we go. This player rushed for over a thousand yards in three straight seasons. To this day, this player leads all Stanford players. McCaffrey. It is not McCaffrey. Hayden, I also heard a beep. Bryce Love. It is not Bryce Love. He leads all Stanford players in career rushing yards. When was he? Did you say? Or was he, that was, he played four seasons for the Cardinals mm. from 2010 oh. to 2013. It's Lux guy. Who was Lux guy? He was drafted in 2013. Was it by the Cardinals? It Lux. was by the Cardinals. Oh. Colt, you have the next pick? I have the next pick. Um... Wow, if I don't get this, Hayden knows it. This one's a little more obscure. I think I know his name. Um, um Got to think about those Stanford I know exactly. See, I'm having your Hundley problem. I know who exactly who it is. I think I know his initials. I can, is, I is can, there, does his first letter of his first name or the first letter of his last name start with an A? No. Hayden's right. That is an, it, no. You gotta throw Steven Lakalaka, University of Hawaii football. <laughs> not, not Steven Lakalaka, no. Hayden? <laughs> is it Stefan Taylor? It is Stefan Taylor. Okay. There was Col- no Colt way said Steven, gonna... and I was like, Steven. Yeah, Stefan Taylor. That's a good one. That one was one of the more obscure ones. But he's the career leader in rushing yards I for Stanford. Not know Are you that. kidding me? That's crazy. Yeah. So here we go. This one's the last one, just for fun. Uh, this one also pretty obscure, but. I think one of you guys might be able to get it. Okay, this man has long, luscious hair. Uh, he played quarterback from 2012 to 2015. He won two Las Vegas Bowls. He threw 54 career touchdown passes, and he played for the Utah Utes. Beep. Hayden? It's Travis Wilson. And that is correct. Colts, at least you got the Hawaii one, yeah, honestly. That's all I needed, <laughs> like, bro. That's, that's all, all you I needed. needed. Hayden, Moral victory. with a huge win to even the series at one apiece. And since we've still got a little time left, Colt, you want to you wanna go over some one for the little guy? I know okay. you had something 
All right, so what was it? Two weeks ago, we did teams that should move up from the FCS. Yep. This time, we're going to do teams that should move down, but I don't necessarily want to move them, like, to the FCS yet. We're going to do, like, a little conference with these guys, and then okay. you tell me who would win in this conference. So who would win this conference? So okay. you want to create a little relegation league where yes. you're playing to stay in the okay. FCS. Okay, and then we, you know, we'll do a playoff. <laughs> okay. So we've yeah. got FIU. Playoffs. FIU, Florida International University. Okay. Kent State, Jeez. New Mexico State. We're not going to know anything about these teams. New Mexico State, Vandy, UTEP, Indiana, what? Kansas. You threw Indiana in there? Yes. Dude, it's a basketball school. Indiana, Kansas, Duke, Rice. How many are in this? 16? 14. 14. Rice, Eastern Michigan, Northwestern, New Mexico, UL Monroe, and UConn. Okay. I think I think right off the bat I I think who is Duke in there? Duke's in there. I think Duke gets out of that conference alive. Okay. How many teams are getting eliminated? Are getting dusted out of this conference? What's the premise? So I all of just them pick- except the winner. Oh wait, really? So we're picking the winner of, oh. of the conference. Okay, so there's no way UConn's winning that conference. No. UConn's getting relegated. Wait, only that's I'm, brutal. I'm gonna say after this year, Eastern Michigan. Weren't they the only one who made a bowl game out of those teams? Or I Kent think, State? I think that despite that fact, I think Northwestern is my sleeper. Yeah. Power 5 school. I think they're well going to have the skills. Or maybe a fluky Kansas. Because Kansas mm. has shown the ability to compete. Or in Indiana. Mm. Indiana is also sneaky. I was too high on them the whole year. And they kept disappointing me. I literally like kept being like, Indiana, they're going to have a second half push. They went like, what, 2-10? and ten? Yeah. I don't know if they won a conference game. That was a cold take on my part. Vanderbilt is the scariest team to me right now and because it's the next game that's on Hawaii's schedule. And so I know that Vanderbilt Yeah, throw sucks Hawaii at... in that conference Whoa! too. Whoa! <laughs> I, know, I know Vandy sucks as a program and they haven't been good for years now, but just knowing that they're going to play Hawaii does freak me out. And then like when we read off their 29th recruiting class this season, I'm like, yeah. oh, God. Yeah. Please do not beat UH. I mean, it, that you're, it's going to be a game. I mean, it's, it's just like the Arizona-Hawaii game. Except Vanderbilt has absolutely no reason to overlook Hawaii. I mean, the wins Ooh. out of the SEC are so precious to Vanderbilt. Exactly. Those are usually their only wins. Locks. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, if it's unless it's another Power 5 team, Vanderbilt is almost a lock to win at least three non-conference games. No, it's because they play a terrible, terrible schedule, and that's who what's else? wrong. Okay, who else are they playing? We got a couple minutes left. They probably play like UL Monroe or Chattanooga or. I hope they're playing like a super okay. good team right after Hawaii. So here we go. Come on, please. The Vanderbilt Commodores open the season. They play uh, at uh, week zero. The Rams Chain after. Complex against Hawaii. Then they come home to play Elon. No. Oh. <laughs> followed yeah. by Wake Forest. Which is oh. not a lock. And then at NIU, which is not a lock. Wait, well, it would be a lock if they were good. NIU won the MAC this year. Oh, I forgot about that. Elon. Elon. That's a basketball school? No, that's a... It's what a, are they it's good a at? a billionaire that made Tesla. What is Elon good at? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> their, their first three <laughs> SEC games. At Alabama, Ole Miss, at Georgia. <laughs> Say so, a prayer for the Commodores, folks. So the Commodores are not making a bowl game. Oh, I think my that's goodness. that's pretty clear. Then yeah. it lightens oh. up a little bit down the stretch, but... Yeah, I mean, no oh. rest, no rest for Vandy. Brutal, those... That three-game stretch. It's gonna Say be a brutal. prayer for the Commodores. 
And at Missouri right after Georgia. Yeah. It's like, God. They play – they have a stretch where they play four out of five road games. Wow. At NIU, at Alabama, at Georgia, at Missouri. And the one home game is an Ole Miss mixed in. So – they got screwed between between Saturday, buy, September 10th, and Saturday, November 5th. They get one home game between those two games. Absolutely devastating for them. Uh, our Sun Devils beat the Oregon Ducks 81-57. Great win. We got Bill Walton talking a foot away from Bobby Hurley. That looks like the most awkward post game interview ever. <laughs> but uh, great job in the episode, guys. Hayden. Tying the series up at one apiece. I'm excited for this this game stuff. Yeah. Into the offseason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was... we're gonna have another one uh, next week. I'm excited for it as well. We'll see what I what I throw in there. But this one was good. Last week was good too. So look for maybe a hybrid of the two, or maybe something completely different. Maybe physical activity will be involved. You guys don't know. Oh, fact or fiction? Physical activity <laughs> will be involved on the next I show. I can do whatever I want. Anyways. Uh, I think we that's... could stay on for probably another hour if we wanted. We literally could. I mean, we could. Um, but we want to do that to everybody, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, we we do that could... to our thousands of listeners we right now. We could technically take Let's... a break and reconvene in 10 minutes. <laughs> that's 100% true. All right. Now, here's for every change of the MacGuffin ever. <laughs> I could list. I have this. Where is the MacGuffin? Can we get a quick MacGuffin update? I'm not gonna lie, I kind of lost track. Let me let, let's track it. Let's let's look right, at let's that for that. a second. Well, who has it now? Is anyone even behind us? I don't even. No, if all, someone no. walks in, then we'll leave. Yeah, this is hilarious. Okay, wait, MacGuffin year by year. Okay, here we go. Let me scroll. I forgot about this sheet, man. I haven't uh, looked at it in a while. Do we have the password for TikTok? You mean Twitter? Yeah, Twitter. <laughs> uh. All right, so it was Texas A&M when they beat Bama. In that insane game, Texas A&M got it. Okay. Texas A&M turned around. Who did they lose to? They lost to Ole Miss, I think. Thank you for that, Colt. It wasn't Auburn. They beat Auburn. I know that. Mm. Guys, U.S. Women's National Team is playing the Czech Republic right now in the 2022 She Believes Cup. That's thanks, Colt. Thanks for the update there. You're it's welcome. Very okay. Wait, they beat Missouri. <laughs> then Is that they your beat... next Cronkite news story? <laughs> they beat South Carolina. Beat Auburn. They lost to Ole Miss. So then Ole Miss got the MacGuffin at that point. Um, okay. that is Please. the transitive property. They didn't play Bama. Beat Vandy. That. Beat Mississippi State. Lost to Baylor. Baylor. It's going to the Big Twelve, baby. Wow. Baylor has the MacGuffin. So Baylor has the MacGuffin. Let, let me look up how many times Baylor's had the MacGuffin because I've definitely got that in here. Um, this will be. There it is. This will be the sixth time in the modern era that Baylor has had it, and the eighth time overall. Wow. wow. So there's your MacGuffin update brought to you by Diet Dr. Pepper. Diet? And uh, great episode, guys. You know, great, great job today. Somber circumstances with, with the ASU program, but... We rise. We rise We do. We, we do. And you know what? We're rooting for Jaden Daniels, too. And you know what? Hey, we're one week closer to the football season, so... Let's go. I'm pretty hyped for that. Think we're ready? Yeah, look at this crockpot in this. <laughs> the crockpot gang. All right, we're falling apart. <laughs> I'm Tyler Budge. I'm Hayden Weber. <laughs> I'm Colt Almodova. And with that, we wave goodbye. <laughs>